We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not right no, now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we have one that is... A long time coming between me and Caroline Darney. This is one for us. We are talking about the great sport of bar cooling. We're talking about Roadhouse. This is one that Caroline have Caroline I've bounced back and forth off each other recently. Uh, Caroline claimed that she had been trying to talk me into it forever. I had heard nothing of the sort. We we got right to it. So uh, great episode. Before we get into it, I want to shout out. We have two new patrons. Want to shout out Chris Kopeck and then producer patron Benjamin Bauman. Benjamin joins our other big screen sports, big chill producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Drees, Chris Mike Coxie, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Classic Stadium Fire, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBoe, Dan McFall, Kevin Engelman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Real One Balagoon, Jeff Esses, and Anthony Scaffone. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. If you want to support this show, you can do that with a seven-day free trial. And what that trial will get you is you get to vote on some movies that are going to be covered in our upcoming in a theme month that I am announcing in about a minute on this uh, on this regular feed once we get Caroline on here. Uh, but yeah, you get to support the show, keep this thing going. You get to pick, if you're a producer, you get to pick future theme months. Everyone gets to vote on movies that are going to be covered, and you get to participate in live watches. We are going to have our first Discord live watch next month. Um, so so be on the lookout for that if you're a patron. If not, go check us out. Seven-day free trial. Give us a chance to earn your business. But uh, with that, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Me, Caroline Darney, talking Patrick Swayze, talking a lot of Patrick Swayze, talking ripping throats, and talking Roadhouse. All right, returning to the show, she is the co-host of For the Water Cooler from Bet for the Win. It is Caroline Darney. Caroline. Hi. Have you ever kicked somebody out of a bar before? No. I didn't think so. I've yeah. been kicked out of a bar once. <laughs> I've also been kicked out of a bar. <laughs> I was the best kicky out <laughs> because I was very, I was a little uh, tipsy. It was a New Year's Eve in Boston. Um, and I was like, you're right. I should go. And 
my friend it was before midnight which is not great but i had a reunion with my friend um and he was so nice and he was like trying to talk me back into the bouncers and was like look we're navy buddies like you know um she's only gonna have water the rest of the night <laughs> and i was like matt matt I, they were right <laughs> You didn't pull out a switchblade and no, I didn't stab anybody. Um, I did not like no bouncer threw me into another table, (laughs) which I thought was one of my favorite parts of this movie because that seems like a real good way to control things. This movie is in the collateral damage hall of fame. Yes, it is. This movie is incredible. Incredible. It is. Before we get into it, though, tell the folks about For the Water Cooler. What's yeah. going on? We uh, we just did a video game draft with the lovely Matt Brown of Extra Points, um, and that was a ton of fun. We talked a little bit about some of the TikTok trends I've been obsessing over. Okay, Rush Talk. I need to, the girl, girl, girl math maths. one, I, I need to check that out when we're done with this, because that yeah. sounded very funny. Girl Maths is incredible. Um, I'm trying, they finally... They did one for the Dyson Airwrap, which was Chef's Kiss. Um, and I'm gonna write like a little explainer, I think, about Girl Mask. Girl Mask. They've got a they've got a song. They've got like a theme song for it now. It's I can't wait because I do that too. Yeah. That, that's how I justify ninety percent of my purchases. Yeah. There's always a the best is when you can my good friend Brian didn't want to get ESPN plus. Um, because it's just like yet another thing that you have to pay to watch like your college team play. And for the first like three months he had it, it was the best thing. He would text me whenever he would watch like a UVA game on there. And he'd be like, down to X dollars now for, for viewing. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make this thing pay for itself. So every time I use it, and then he definitely used it more than like the cost. So he, he stopped texting me about it. But yeah, it's a it's one of my favorite things that's come out of the summer. Girl mass. Girl mass. I'm, I'm checking that out. I'm checking that out tonight. Yeah. Well. Um, some quick housekeeping before we jump in. I think uh, it's this will come out towards, I guess, the end of August. So I, I want to. The patrons already know this, but it's time to time to tell the general public that our Big Screen Sports Patreon group had the producers had the choice of picking a theme month in September. Gave them a couple choices, and they have made what you and I deem to be the the correct decision. Yes. In a couple weeks, we are starting we heist are- month enthusiastic about your choices <laughs> we are we are gonna celebrate people who steal in september and that's gonna be movies that the the patreon group is picking at least three plus we are doing our first live watch for patrons which is very very exciting very much looking forward to that yes. so uh big thanks to the the patreon group one for supporting the show because that is cool that mm. it helps the show continue to be a thing um and for voting on movies for us to cover and for picking heist month. We are both very excited, but while patrons do get to pick movies for this show to cover, this is, this is one for us. This is one we picked. Since my entire life has been leading up to this moment. Yeah. Although I will say if this was in one of the polls, I feel like it would have, would have done well. This movie. Yeah, I think love. it would have run away with it. <laughs> Caroline tonight, we are talking about the great sport of bar cooling. We are talking about Roadhouse, the 1989 action thriller. This, the plot, the IMDb plot is perfect. A tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar. Simple. Done. Simple. No notes. Perfect. That's all we need. It starred Patrick Swayze, Kelly Lynch, and Sam Elliott, directed by a man named Rowdy Harrington, the perfect name to direct this movie. Are you ready for this? Got a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if that's 
better or worse than I expected? Probably right in the bell curve of where I expected. <laughs> I think it um, might actually be a little bit better than I expected. Yeah. So th- this movie, it, one, it's a cult classic. Like people love this. It's continued to be, it gets referenced in other pop culture. It's in yes. Family Guy. It's in Fever Pitch. It's just generally, it's on cable a lot, which now that I think about it, How? a lot is missing on cable. <laughs> yeah. You're cutting out considerable yeah. portions. You're cutting down the runtime of this one <laughs> a little bit because uh, watching it. A lot of 80s unnecessary boobs in this one. <laughs> a lot of just unne- like stabbings and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoe, it's. Shoe knives. What what I loved watching this was because like I, I it's kind of like we did Hunt for Red October last week and that's another one that was just on cable all the time and you're catching bits and pieces and stuff like that and this one I'm watching it and I was the first for the first time ever probably because I'm an idiot I'm like oh this is just a western this is a western but it's a bar <laughs> it's a bar movie it just yeah. this is a man who this is like a lone ranger who comes in to clean up a town and the you know the the you know, Wesley isn't the sheriff or anything, but he might as well be like the cruel sheriff is, is running town and stuff like that. It is literally just that it is. Yeah. It is a Western, but it is with eighties hair and eighties clothes and eighties excess. Yep. And Caroline, what is this movie for you? Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to remember when I first saw it, but I think it was in the last, like, 10 years or so like this wasn't one that i saw like randomly when i was like 16 or something like that um and i don't i think just, this might have broken you at 16 yeah well here's the <laughs> we're gonna have plenty of time to talk about this but patrick swayze might be the mount rushmore of like people that i as a as a youth like 14 15 16, like you know you'd see dirty dancing or something you're like i don't get it I don't get it. This guy? And then now I'm like, good lord. Like, handsome as all get out. Just so... And you haven't even seen Point Break. <laughs> I know, that's true. I know. He's just so charismatic and so handsome and so lovely. So it's funny because like that that would have would not have been the thing where I was like, oh, another Patrizzi movie. I have to see it. Because I was just kind of like, I don't get it. Why do people, all these people like this guy? Um, I get it now. Young Caroline was stupid. Um... But it's just, it's up there. When I think of like no notes, I enjoy it. It's, it makes me laugh. It's just like cringy at times. It's up there for me with like Con Air. Cause there's different layers of good, bad, or bad, good movies, whatever. And this to me is like one that I thoroughly enjoy watching. Whereas like a Deep Blue Sea or Lake Placid or even like Anaconda at times is kind of like the, like, I know actively that this is bad and it's funny and like, haha, I'm watching this because it's funny and it's, it's terrible. I don't know if that makes sense in that distinction. <laughs> like there are two different classes of good, bad for me. And this isn't the one that I actually like truly enjoy. Like I truly yeah, well, enjoy watching this movie. <laughs> this one feels like it's, it's in on the joke a little bit. It yeah. knows it's, it's really excessive. And that, that was in the trivia. Like they wanted the fights to be almost cartoonish. It's out of control. This, exactly. It, it feels very much like that classic Western vibe of, you know, the, the ridiculous gunfights in the saloon and, and things like that. And they're it's, like, what it's, is the most extreme thing that we could do next? And they're like, we could blow up the car place next door yeah, that the nice guy works at. And they're like, blow up the Done. convenience store. Yeah. And they're like, 
what's the craziest thing we could do next? Or like, have we considered driving a monster truck through a dealership in this tiny, tiny town? Like, good call. And someone is like, are the cops going to show up? And they're like, no. <laughs> no. no. You will not see a policeman until the very last minute. That is the that is the funniest part of this movie. Hilarious. The whole where time you wonder, it's like where where are the cops? <laughs> like, why are they? Why are they like, not arresting people to double yeah, deuce? Why is no one even like dirty and in Wesley's pocket? Like that's, that's the thing that's ex- so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing because if you would think that this would have the like the scene where it's like the cop, you know, Wesley's paying off him and the sheriff. Like you would see the sheriff yes. and Wesley hanging out or him hanging out Wesley's house. Instead, and you don't it's even the see liquor that. distributor. <laughs> I love this movie. It's perfect. It's great. And oh. you know what I was thinking too? We don't have enough movies that are about a bar, mm. like just a bar. Like I was, I even, I, I tried to think off the top of my head and then I searched on Google there's not like there's cocktail like cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Coyote ugly. Oh yeah. Hey, these um, are mean like movies people like we should do more movies at bars. I would, I would um, love, I would love more movies. There's a bars. large chunk of the departed that happens at various bars, <laughs> but that's but it's actually not, not about that much the of bar. No. Yeah. Well. You got to have the bar. <laughs> the, the top gun Maverick sequel could just be about just about Penny's the hard bar. deck. Oh my God. Just about yes. the hard deck. Yeah, that's good. So, Caroline, is this a Hall of Fame all-star yes. starter or bench warmer? Hall of Fame. <laughs> I don't know what the category is. Don't care. Throat ripping, Hall of Fame. Outfits, oh, Hall of Fame. We are going to talk Shirtless about Shirtless Tai Chi, Hall of Fame. Fight scenes, Hall of Fame. Terrible bars, Hall of Fame. It's just... <laughs> they open shirts for no reason, Hall of Fame. <laughs> Sam Elliott with a stubble, Hall of Fame. <laughs> so you're driving through Missouri. <laughs> And oh no, what has what gone it's wrong? It's late. It's late. You guys decide to stop. It's like you and a friend. You guys I'm... decide to stop. You grab a hotel, grab some fast food, and then you're both at the hotel and you're like, I'm I'm not tired. There's we can hear the music, the live band from this establishment because there's fucking nothing in this town. So nothing. like you could hear anything. You could hear your neighbors arguing from a mile and a half away because there's nothing in this town. <laughs> You walk into the double deuce. How long are you? How far into the double mm. deuce do you make it before you decide no? The first double deuce, like first double deuce. Yeah, we're talking. We're, we're talking probably before getting Swayze. probably making it to the actual bar, like and ordering like a vodka soda, turning around, seeing one fight break out, and leaving. Um, yeah. The second double deuce, we're hanging out forever because it's a great time. <laughs> It's a great time. That's 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 what he does, man. That's what Rick Dalton does. Yeah, it. I think it depends on what stage of the brawl. <laughs> not not Rick. Not Rick Dalton. Rick, Rick Dalton, Dalton is is Leonardo DiCaprio's character from uh, <laughs> from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Rick Dalton. Hey, it works. Rick Dalton. Does Dalton have another name? His is name it... is apparently James Dalton. Okay, that's a lot. Is that also in his in his medical record? <laughs> <laughs> along with man you could do he could he could be man i wonder if the math works out if he could be rick dalton's son from once upon a time i don't think the math works out unless unless rick 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 dalton had a had a mishap that quentin didn't tell us about in once upon a time in hollywood (laughs) um yeah i think depending on what part of the what stage of the fight it is in uh if the fight is already going it's a pop uh, grandfather simpson (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the thing. As soon as Dalton walks in his first time, it's I, I think a fight breaks out almost immediately. Oh, there's like, like four or five. There's one stuff. that like a man she the woman like pulls a knife and stabs it into the dollar and then he like kicks her in the crotch off a stool and then it's game on like it just gets yeah. like and that's what's so funny is like what is the quote from the this movie's incredible the guy flies to new york city to get dalton and rolls up in a limo like airport limo service in his suit with his bolo tie and comes in to find him he describes the double deuce as like there it's like a he's like it's one of those establishments that like you're sweeping up the eyeballs at the end of the night <laughs> it's just like first of all he said eyeballs like multiple people are losing eyeballs and then there's he said only 931 night, people in this <laughs> town <laughs> if you were having people lose one eyeball one time in your bar that seems pretty bad it's just an incredible sentence that goes to the like just how perfect this movie is like we're sweeping it no it's the kind of place you sweep the eyeballs up every night uh no thank you i'm good yeah Yeah. no we're good yeah this one's hall of fame it's an easy watch you can't watch with kids around but it's easy it's it's just fun like it's like yeah they're they're fighting in the bar again sure let's do it like yeah Here's here's another fight at the double deuce. Oh, here's here's another guy with a knife that Dalton's gonna break down. Like it doesn't make you think. It, again, it's incredibly simple. It doesn't. Yes. You you just know that Wesley runs the town and he had the hots for Doc. There's no. We don't really get any dynamics about like what the town economy. We don't have any conversations about oh this town's been dying and Wesley's taking it. It's just like he's a bad guy and Dalton's coming in to clean up the bar and clean up the town. And they this goes back to the, everything is like dialed up to eleven is he is the most perfect comical bad guy. Like the perfect example of this is him driving across both lanes to like sing. Like that is the most middle finger to everybody. Like I'm in charge, go around me, move. And it's the easiest way to show like this guy gives no shits about anyone else, but it's the, he, I think he shot off a gun at the bar the one time to get everyone to be quiet. Like, it's just the most like, maniacal cartoon villain actions that ever like he has that huge party at his house with a pool thing river where it's just like again so 80s with these women like in their lime green bikinis like running topless into the like jumping into the pool and i was just like this is the most 80s villain montage like the collaboration Yet again there's 931 people yeah, in the town he had like half the town in his house <laughs> and and not to mention like they're not that many hot women who live in this small town. <laughs> Dalton just, they, fired they got out. half a percent of the population the first <laughs> night. <laughs> the thing Wesley wears when he's witnessing the firebombing of Emmett's house, he is wearing an ascot. Yes. That is, that is supreme no villain behavior. Yeah. Oh, all of it is just like peak and, and the villain hat. behavior. Yeah. He's wearing multiple layers and ascot and a hat at his house mm-hmm. in the comfort of his own home. He's not wearing athleisure. He's wearing no. his full Sunday best. No, and he has the trophy room with all the the animals. Yeah, yeah. perfect movie. Just good stuff. Um, let's let's go into some IMDb trivia because <laughs> okay. there are some interesting ones. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> the film's original tagline referenced Patrick Swayze's success in Dirty Dancing. The dancing's over. Now it gets dirty. 
Yes, that's incredible. <laughs> they should have left it because that works for the bar too. It does. There was does. dancing at the bar. Oh my god, he was so good in this movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Swayze. Um <laughs> particular criticism in the wake of the film's box office disappointment was directed at United Artists for marketing the film is lighter and more comedic in order to attract female moviegoers who had enjoyed Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing. Imagine going to see this movie thinking you are getting kind of the same vibe as Dirty oh, Dancing. Oh my god. I, I pose the same question to you. I know you love this movie, but if you're someone and you're in the mindset of this is going to be Dirty Dancing. It's Patrick Swayze. He's wearing a tight black shirt. There's Kelly Lynch. She's looking pretty. Like, this is that movie. How long do you think that person makes it into this movie? Because it's very quick that, like, nope, no, sir. Because you don't meet Kelly Lynch until, like, 40 minutes in or something, right? There's been yeah. multiple bar fights, multiple yeah. stabbings by that point. Yeah, I mean, you don't meet Kelly Lynch until he's got that gaping wound in yeah, his Yeah, which ribs. they... Thankfully, show us. Thanks for yeah, that. Uh, great. Love. <laughs> Thank <see> you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't make. I mean, well, if I'm going in thinking I'm getting a rom com and I'm like someone that wouldn't like Roadhouse, I'm not staying probably more than 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Even but he the, does. Even the he scene, does look very handsome. So like, extremely. you might just stick it out to be like, am I going to see some buns? And spoiler alert, you do. So. Buns. Buns. Yeah. What is peak? What is peak handsome Swayze for you? Again, with the caveat that you haven't seen Point Break, which I think is the, if we're talking what I would want to, uh, if I could switch looks with one Swayze, it would mm. be that one. This is such a good question. What are the nominees? Um, Goes back think, probably as early as The Outsiders. Yeah, I think it's He's for dairy. me. It's just down to Dirty Dancing or this. Both about He's the same era, two years too. apart. He's yeah. handsome in Ghost too. Ghost, he's Ghost though. It, he's also he's dressing like a yuppie, and he his hair isn't quite as flowy. Yeah. I think I go. Oh man, this is tough. I don't know why this is so difficult. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna go Dirty Dancing. Oh, that's no, fair. I'm like full of regret. I will I say know. the only the only solution is eventually you need to watch Point Break, especially because you would yeah. love Point Point Break is everything you have ever wanted in a movie. That's true, and you got and you guys have not steered me wrong, especially when I just I mean you you didn't steer me towards Edge of Tomorrow, but I know you were also on that train that I would like that yes. movie. Yes, um, yeah, you would you would be you'd be all in. I think it's the both the look is great the he's just so charismatic. One of the things mm -hmm. that he draws you in with, and this is one of my things that works well, not to cut off the time for IMDb trivia. I mean, I'm just, I'll throw this little bit out is like, he does the, I'm the serious bouncer thing so well and does mm -hmm. not fall for anyone's bullshit. And I'm thinking of like the Wesley's girlfriend that hits on him a couple times. Like there's just something, I don't know that is so great about the way that he plays like the, I'm not interested. Or even when he like, the one of the early lessons when he's telling him to like be nice to people and the woman gets up on the table and like starts like lifting her skirt up and dancing and like that's when the first knife is pulled on him <laughs> and as the other bouncers are taking out the two guys whatever he like puts his hand out and like helps her down but is not remotely engaging with her it's just something about the way he carries himself in this world that i like find extremely appealing <laughs> You love is. seeing him. He doesn't get rattled by anything, no. especially when he when he rolls into the double deuce. None of that surprises no. him. He always has he's, a plan. 
He's always he's right. calm, firing guys. You see him. You see him pick out things that guys are doing wrong. Some of them a little more obvious to see that people are doing wrong than others. Yes. But uh, yeah, he's just he's just so sure of himself, but not in a uh, mega arrogant way. It's mm-hmm. it's just he's the guy you want to be, and that's mm-hmm. in this movie. He's so if cool. he's if he's yeah, if he's a bar cooler or in Point Break when he is. Spoiler alert, when he's a bank robber. <gasps> no, it's kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, when he's a bank robber, you also want to be that guy. And most of the time in most Patrick Swayze movies, it seems like he just always has his finger on the pulse. And yeah. he's he's the best. R.I.P. to a legend. I, I don't know. hope I'm not breaking that. But I knew that you. one. <laughs> but I was like, what? <laughs> him and, him and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And handsome heaven. <laughs> Too handsome to be on this earth. It's true. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to do dirty dancing at some point, by the way. Yes. Because oh. only for the line when Baby and the snobby guy whose uncle owns the resort are walking and Baby sees the the guy, the dick waiter, like manhandling her sister and just being generally borderline abusive. Yeah. And the guy's only response is, I'm sorry you had to see that, baby. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> you had to see someone committing a crime against your sister. <laughs> the movie is ridiculous and also incredible. Jerry Orbach is so good. And the funniest thing is that, like, song at the end, the, like, Kellerman song is the same, like, tune melody whatever as like unc's school song so every time i've been in something and they've played it i mean like hearts and hands whatever <laughs> song is from then anyway yeah love that movie so good yeah oh, great man. soundtrack yeah we're, we're we're doing it at some point yeah um okay patrick swayze claimed that the film quote changed the concept of club security across the planet Rowdy uh, Harrington I mean, says that in appeal you... <laughs> of the movie, it goes into a world people hadn't seen. How do you, I mean, how do you rebut that? You don't have proof that this is not true. <laughs> I mean, it is the, it is the supreme bar bouncer movie yeah. it, without a doubt. The problem with this, how many bouncers do you think over the last 30 years have gotten their ass kicked because they think they're Dalton from Roadhouse trying to kick a guy out, and then they find out they're they're not. They're kicking out like ex UFC fighter guy. <laughs> just There's probably horribly. a fair amount. The oh, it's so good. The well, well, all you do is like kick them in the knees, right? No matter how big they are, they fall. They fall. I learned a lot from this movie. <laughs> uh, one bit of casting. Annette Benning originally cast as Dr. Elizabeth Clay. However, the role was recast because she and Patrick Swayze had too little chemistry. So she was replaced by Kelly Lynch. How does someone not have chemistry with him? I don't know. Annette Bening is one of our great actresses. I believe she's won an Oscar. She's uh, far too elevated for this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. The she probably fit, got I, it I can and was like, it. you want me to make out with you where? And you're going to do like, what? <laughs> Out on the porch? Yeah. Out on the overhead? Is that guy watching us? <laughs> just uh, this brick? Yeah. This what is my this brick is not going to be good for my back. <laughs> the bed is right there. I don't know. <laughs> Kelly Kelly Lynch found some chemistry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is, whew, brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were 
Swayze had both groins insured for over three million. <laughs> Such enough. was their importance to the plot. I'm wondering if if this meant to be both glutes. You have only have one groin, right? See, that's what I was a little confused when you said that before, and I was like, I don't. Is there more? And then I was like, yeah. I'm not going to ask because then maybe I'm wrong, and it's one, yeah. one. Because you do you have a left groin and a right groin? I don't think so. Maybe you do. Like the inside of the leg, right? Yeah, up near the top part. <laughs> yeah, some some of we've clearly never had any soft tissue injuries. We've not. Look at us being healthy. Look at us. Yeah. We should have had we should have had Mike on. Mike would have known. <laughs> someone in the Quick, locker room has every every ailment. <laughs> How many groins do you have? I'm yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna text I'm gonna text a group text right now. Let's see if we can get an answer on this. This is this is called journalism, folks. <laughs> How many groins does one person have? I'm just gonna tag him at Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly though, worth every penny. Yeah. Is I'm gonna make it even clearer. Is it one or two? <laughs> no, let him answer three or something. Oh, I just we're too late. No, that's, that's um, fair. So, but mm-hmm. the the sentence after that, I didn't read this to you before we started recording. But this is great. This is one of those things that I don't know how this came to be on IMDb. Towards the end of filming, production was briefly stopped when Patrick felt that he th- felt what he thought was muscle tightness, but the medic discovered Swayze had accidentally put on two pairs of underpants that day. Stop. Stop. I know that's a lie because for most of this movie, he's not wearing underwear. <laughs> oh, Dalton Dalton doesn't wear underwear. There's no way. Like they they go to great lengths to show us this fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, this this picture was nominated for five Golden Raspberry Awards. The Razzies. Rude. I've said it before. I've said it again. The Razzies fucking stink. It's a Rude. shitty organization. Fuck that. Um, what do you think the body count? was in this and and I'm not talking about Ooh. I'm not talking about Swayze <laughs> Swayze's body count <laughs> like killed yes so I think there's at least seven or eight in the last scene plus the I'm gonna say like we're right around ten eight Ah, damn it! I know. I was gonna. I was about to say, "Is that your final answer?" And then you, you kept, you kept digging for more, more bodies. No, and I was like, maybe there was an early one because they didn't kill anyone, or we don't know about the explosion. But they make a point again to show that Red was not killed, and they had everyone out of the dealership when he drove through. And I don't think he killed any of the. I, I think this means earlier. it's yeah. I think this means I, he badly injures people, but I think it is just six at the end, plus the uh, throat rip guy, plus the throat rip and Sam Elliott. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Was Sam Elliott was the one I was like because I counted seven because I made a point. I was like, oh, I should have been counting this earlier, but I counted at the very end. How many? Um, that's just like, why on earth would you think that would be a good idea to kill Sam Elliott? Not, not if you're Wesley, not good. Really, I mean, he's the classic, especially rich guy in a small town, but like rich person in general, just thinking that your money makes you invincible. In a lot of ways, it does, but not against a guy who can fucking rip people's throats out. I what's one of my favorite things about this movie is that they try, they make these like half efforts to add backstory that they kind of like just give up on or like, eh. Like, why does he know how to rip people's throats out? <laughs> like, why did you have to add 
in this thing about Memphis? Like, okay, like, can still we still thinking about Memphis? Like, let's do the throat ripping. Let's do the throat ripping thing now. Yeah. Uh, because because that that is my most athletic moment for this movie is ripping someone's throat <laughs> out. That requires so much strength. Yeah, incredible amount of strength. And but that it's is something so gross. <laughs> it's it's disgusting, and that is something that as a slasher movie, Michael Myers yes. or Jason Voorhees, like that is something they would do. So and they just ripping someone's put throat this at the end of this movie. That's the thing. Ripping someone's throat out one time, because they, they reference it. That he, that's Wesley says oh, he looked at his file. Apparently, it's in his file. Rip someone's throat out in Memphis. So that you could see he's in a, the fight of his life. He gets his hands around the guy's throat, whatever, and he just he, he's strong, whatever. If it happens once, it's an accident. It's a thing that happened <laughs> in a, in a yeah, fight. Was... If it happens twice, sir, that's a fucking pattern. Yeah. That is that is something that you that is your third move. Time. Like, yeah, that is your move, brother. He has his like, hand like bit like <laughs> he's throat rip guy. <laughs> also, not like that, but he ripped that man's throat out in front of his like new girlfriend, like, yeah. and she stays with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I understand that they were bad guys using a fight for his life. But again, like, there's just something. <laughs> I just got some of the text from Mike. Like, the actual muscles or the region. <laughs> um, there's just something so much more elevated to the fight when you're ripping someone's throat out. Like, that's yeah. just like, because it's something like, you're imagine... trying to do. There's yes. a lot of different <laughs> ways he could have subdued him. But he's like, oh, I see an opening to do the throat thing again. So I'm going <laughs> to fucking kill him with this. Like he could have tried to just knock him out with a rock by the riverbed or something. No. And there's no half measure with a throat rip. Like this, that's zero to a hundred. Like there's, it's all it. So I just imagine like 10 years down the line and they get in some like home argument about something stupid, like not throwing away the empty milk carton. She's like, what are you going to do? Rip my throat out. <laughs> The the thing it comes down to it comes down to he acted haunted about it, but ripping out throats is a choice. There's an easier path, and he's taking the much more difficult path. Well, and he caught himself the third time. He caught himself the third time. He showed mercy. He showed growth. You know what that is? It's growth. He he kind of likes it. He likes his defense. The the comment made to him right before he ripped the guy's throat out was probably just like a little shocking like uh wasn't expecting the like i what do you say like i used to fuck guys like you in prison yeah the, often said during fights, fights to the death yeah <laughs> just like two guys fighting and he's throws that out there and i mean you, you gotta any advantage you can get in a, in a fight i guess you gotta throw it out there it's like the equivalent of throwing sand in a guy's eyes <laughs> well we're talking about blood sport now yeah uh, soon <laughs> Soon, maybe. I love that movie too. Bloodsport um, is on this side of the good bet with Roadhouse and Connor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bloodsport is a Hall of Fame movie. Bloodsport is exactly what it's trying to be. That's the guy. Also, he plays Jackson, the one before we start recording. This is a great time to bring this back up. Unrelated, the guy from that I was saying it was in X Files that was in Revenge of the Nerds was Jackson and Roadhouse. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That's who you should say. Jackson. I need to text back Mike. <laughs>
insured his groins. <laughs> like the muscles or the general region? <laughs> he must have loved getting tagged for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> you should keep this, like, dead time in. I should, People yeah. Th- this, is, this, is, like... this is really good. This is really good podcasting. This, this is a really good, good audio. How about that? Okay, so we can confirm two groin muscles. So that trivia might have checked out. Both groins were insured. The muscles. I wonder if it was for a strain or like a tear. Anyway, that's not. Yeah, tear like something to uh, that they, they would delay production for a long amount of. Yeah, because it didn't take out Wasn't the, the rumor always that J Lo like insured her her ass? Yeah. Like worth for what for what though? Like I can see like a groin. Like you could pull that and delay filming, right? I've always wondered, like, what could happen. Anyway, let's see if you heard it there. But. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick ad break, and then when we return, we'll think about we're actually, actually going to have JLo's insurance company coming on. We're going to have the insurance adjuster to, to come on and the Very underwriter. Very excited about this. <laughs> be good. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, we're back after a very, very long ad break. Uh, (laughs) So three up. Carolyn, what works about this movie? Why do we love this movie? Why is this a Hall of Fame movie? A movie about a fucking bar cooler with a bunch of fights and a bunch of stabbings. Um, well, pa- for me, like we talked a little bit about Patrick Swayze already, but Patrick Swayze's number one. Like, like it works because Patrick Swayze is Patrick Swayze. Um, but it also works because there's no like wasted space or time in this movie. Like it, it's I think an hour fifty four or something like that. Yep. And it cruises, and it's just wild from start to finish and the music is funny <laughs> it's pretty good actually the one with the with the blind band leader yeah he's it's good all right. so real, it's not bad. real musician jeff healy yeah uh actually blind um or r.i.p as well oh what see i didn't know that one yeah he had cancer <laughs> terrible um but yeah the one thing this movie was missing actually is is an anth- like a song. A, yes, it did you know, need like a it needs needs a danger zone or needs a there's there's a point in this movie. I can't remember if I texted you this, but it sound I think it's when he's doing the Tai Chi. It sounds like they're about to play She's Like the Wind from Dirty Dancing. <gasps> yes. And that would have been that would have been they really had let funny. him sing again. Oh I his he's Where are you at on She's Like the Wind? That's great. What are you talking about? It's excellent. 
Do you like that song more than I, the Had the Time of My Life song at Kyle, the end of? No. No one <laughs> likes that song more than <laughs> I'm at the Time of My Life is one of the best used songs in a movie. I will stand by that. Um, like, it, you hear that song, and if you're above a certain age, that is what you think of. Like, it is dirty dancing. Um, she's like the wind is just like if you love dirty dancing and love magic sways, you're like, she's like the wind. She's like the wind. <laughs> um, it's so bad, but great. It's just like this movie. Like they should have let him sing again. They yeah. absolutely should have let him. What is the one there? Speaking of blood sport, there's, it has a song. Um, isn't there like, it has a, the Kuma, it has the Kumite song. Yes. See, exactly. Like that. You're right. That's what this movie needed. I, and I can't, I can't believe it didn't have one of those. Cause every, one of these 80s movies had an anthem like this. Yeah, that's now that you say it, it's actually like shocking that this movie did not. This was, should like, have just n- taken one from another movie. Like, what if it took <laughs> the power of love from Back to the Future? It's the power of <laughs> He's doing um, Tai Chi to the power of love. Just like a montage for him doing things. Did not have a montage really either. Which no is montage. Yeah. No montage. But, there was no. I kind of like that though. I kind of like yeah. that. There's no montage of him cleaning up the bar and like teaching like he's teaching the bartender how to properly pour <laughs> and he's how teaching not to put he's teaching cash in their pocket he's teaching the bartenders how to fight and stuff like that it's it's kind of i actually what i like what i think really works is he just comes in and his his rules are very simple his yeah. be you know the be nice and yeah. just like it's kind of pretty simple hey man if you hire not shitty people and if you treat your customers well you're probably going to probably going to yeah. turn out okay all you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. Come on, honey. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk, but be nice. If you won't walk, walk him, but be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and you'll both be nice. The best is like the when you know that things have turned the corner is when the band no longer has to play behind chicken wire. Yeah, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's when you like know the you're glaring nice sign of like it's gotten better. It's like it's not the signs on the outside; it's the fact that they can now play without people throwing glass bottles at them um okay do we think did did the owner tell the blind musician that he was playing mine chicken wire (laughs) (laughs) i hope so well you had to go through that little gate so yeah that's right that was right because i was like someone good thing dalton was there to help no this place is great wide open spaces yeah yeah just (laughs) sound carries it's excellent they, this movie just it moves at a good clip and it doesn't take itself too seriously like even as as we just talked about there are eight people that die in this movie that's it's it's that's not an insignificant amount but for the most part the stakes feel extremely low in this movie like you spend all of your time at the double deuce in some sort of vehicle at his it feels farm so small yeah the at town his farm of Jasper apartment. yeah feels like two bars yep Wesley's million dollar mansion which is close enough to this old guy's farm and farmhouse that you can watch people have sex on the roof 
apparently yeah. with no binoculars yeah. or anything. Nice, yeah, nice. And you nice can balcony see view of the sex. Yeah, and you can see the pool party in great detail from the farmhouse at the Million Dollar Mansion. But yes, um, what do we think? Do you think they had a local paper, like the Jasper Times or something like that? Nine hundred thirty-one people. It's just one real savvy reporter that's like, why won't anyone do anything about this corruption? It's just like, <laughs> all this corruption with Brad. <laughs> like every week, every week he's he's just out. Oh, there was a there was a murder at the Double Deuce this weekend. Another fight broke out at the Double Deuce. It's just like the entire thing. I don't think that there's a no. I don't think there's a paper. I don't think no free press. That's why yeah. Wesley's getting away with it. Yeah, exactly. This is what happens when you when you he gut, ran them off when you got newsrooms in this <laughs> country. Then- Brad Wesley takes over small towns. And he had to call in to can- the big old city of Kansas City uh, to write about the J.C. Penney coming to town and how that was his doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's a small stakes and easy payoffs, which you'd think make it sound like horrible. But I think it just works for this type of movie. Like, it's just it moves and things get there's a lot of fights. It's entertaining. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> how many cars does he go through? Three quite a few two i think well three no because he has one that he gives to the homeless man in new york city and the guy goes do i look like a valet driver and he's like it's yours and then he gets in a mercedes that he drives to the double deuce because he doesn't like flying because they're too dangerous again this man ripped out someone's throat but ripped out can't catch him on a plane um and then he buys the old beat up car when he gets there because they were talking about his big city car i don't know what he did with that one though his Mercedes. Uh, can we talk about how much money he was making? Yes. I, I, w- I was going to say, why don't we combine three up the strikeout and three down? Like what worked, what didn't yeah. work all into one because it all works. Yes. And but the also, stuff that I doesn't work works because it does. Exactly. The yeah. stuff that doesn't work is just, I have, I have so, questions in the logistics. Of so he, he's paid 5,000 up front and then yep. he wants, 500 a day 500 a day adjusted for inflation is just under $1,500 a day now yeah so one do we think is the double deuce open seven days a week can well, the so towns, that was my question can the, can the town hold up if the double deuce is open for does he get I did some loose math that and we don't know how long he's staying or stays uh but I, I did do I I think we both did some maths here did some girl maths here 5k up front 500 a night they cover all medical expenses which Important. is huge like I, like that's great um so 2500 a week if he works five shifts which is 10k a month 120k a year which would translate to 280,600 a year with medical covered and not including the 5000 bonus 5000 dollar bonus he got up front it's pretty good dalton pretty good he's paying 100 bucks in rent a month but how do you get into the bar cooler business? Do you think I my guess is that you started as a bouncer and you just excelled and showed leadership qualities that promoted you to like head bouncer that then employee of the month a few times? Yeah, and you you hang out with Sam Elliott who I I 1000% believe that Sam Elliott was the first cooler. Yes, I, I, I think that. it's I think it is. They say he's the best. Say he's the best. He probably he's probably the first. He probably invented kind of the cottage industry of yes. mercenary bar cooler. Yeah, like the idea of like I am in charge. I've taught my bouncers to be the 
the fire and wrath if we need to be. And then I come in and cool the situation and diffuse it and take care of things that elevate to my level. I 100% my entire being believe that Sam Elliott coined that phrase and yes, created the industry itself. And he was the protege. It's an interesting job though, because Dalton essentially has no car. Like he just gives away his car. He's paying for everything in cash. He's buying junkers. He doesn't have a home. He just he just that hops place from place looks to so place. cool, by the way. It like, did. Minus no, the it, fact it that it's probably cool. freezing in the winter, because like you could see, like it's the top of a of an of a barn. But yeah, but he it. he maybe has one suitcase worth of stuff. Doesn't seem like a man if with I, many well, earthly possessions. His only friend is Sam Elliott. It mm. seems like, and and the musician. He knows the musician, but I doubt they keep in regular correspondence. No. Yeah, it's a lonely life being a cooler. Someone's got to do it though. Someone's, someone's got to do someone's it. Someone's got to wear little the what was it, like the linen gi, like the karate top. <laughs> the good, it's a good the look. Pants in the first scene. Oh the movie. my god, the pleated ones. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he wore the sassiest pants in this movie. <laughs> and it's the and again the whole vibe with him wearing those, walking in the double juice, and he had the most incredible like jacket and vest game in this movie so he'd wear these like tight black t-shirts with these like oversized pleated pants who knows what shoes we rarely saw his feet unless he was like roundhouse kicking someone then it was going too quickly um and then he would always come in with the like suede brown jacket over it which is excellent there's a scene later where he's wearing the like vest he has like the tan like the light cream vest over like a green t-shirt with like another jacket over it his accessorizing was top notch i mean no one has done the black t-shirt better than swayze anytime a guy like i put on a black t-shirt and i just hope i look like swayze and instead i look like an unemployed (laughs) jazz instructor or something like i just like like swayze in a black he just puts on a black plain black t-shirt and it's like, oh, that's the most this good looking is, man of all time. This is literally the I, I mean, literally the beauty of Swayze, but like what is so hard to describe about him in that charisma and like his essence sounds like such a weird word to describe it, but like he's wearing the most ridiculous, not sexy pants in the history of the world. And I'm like, there has never been a man sexier than this is than right now. Cause it's the vibe. It is just he is vibing constantly. Yeah, and it's, the, it's how he carries himself, and that's what makes him this. Honestly, there are very few people, especially from '89. This is also why Sam Elliott was perfectly cast. But there, there are very few people. I would be very curious to see if IMDb said like who else was considered. But I don't think anyone else can do this role as well as he did in '89. No, like, no way. It's yeah, it's the way he carries himself that it is. I cannot wait for you to watch point break. You're, I'm very it's, excited. It's, it's going to point break your mind because it is, <laughs> it is so, <laughs> it is so, it, but it's, it's how he's got a little more in point break. He's got like a little more motherfucker in him. Yeah. But in this, it is just so calm. But then when in the, the first time that we see him whip someone's ass, when a guy pulls the switchblade on him, when he's taking the, the woman down from the, he locks in yeah. and he, and that is super cool too, because you know when he means business, he's going to. It shows us that he is the man, and he will kick one on one. He will kick anyone's ass in this movie. And it's the it's the epitome of 
guys want to be him women want to date him thing whatever like mm-hmm. the you yeah, know to, exactly. to break it down to the very like basic level of whatever it's like the for like when you first see daniel craig and casino royale it's the you know like there's a few roles like throughout he's not the only those are not the only two but you know what i mean like where it's just like that he's just so cool oh my god and also like irresistible he's irresistible to everybody like that's just the thing that swayze puts out in this movie and it's incredible like it's absolutely that you're willing to overlook the fact that his <laughs> says he went to Penn. Was it Penn, right? I think it was NYU. NYU. A NYU. Degree in philosophy <laughs> from NYU. Okay, let's NYU. let's talk about the medical records. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my absolute favorite thrown in plot movies. It's not plot Be- because you know thing. they're trying to figure out how do we show that this guy isn't yes. just a meathead. How yes. do we how do we work the backstory in that he yes. got a philosophy degree from NYU and he's different. He's not just out there to like beat people up. He wants to like learn about people and keep, you know, no one wins in a fight. Like that's that's the stuff that you wouldn't hear from someone whose job is to fight people or break up fights all the time, like all this stuff. And so when she's like, oh, I saw that you went to NYU. Where? <laughs> Where <laughs> in, his, in your medical in his records? Medical, in his medical records, NYU. <laughs> it just absolutely kills me. And then they also zoom in on the like stitches he did. And it's clear that they like glued four little, like they're like loose strings that did like, it's just the funniest thing to me. They're like, they didn't, he didn't stitch himself up. Well, Imagine every time you went to the doctor, they also reviewed your transcripts. Like they also <laughs> just had like, looks like here, your freshman year, you signed up for, you accidentally signed yourself up for a senior history level class. You <laughs> idiot. <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> they can be like my rods instructor that was like, all right, uh, an A in calculus. That's great. Uh, what happened in psych 101 with this C? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It was really hard. <laughs> My um, uh, it's so funny. When I was signing up for classes the spring of my freshman year, I went to just one of the generic counselors on campus or whatever, and I didn't have a major or anything. And she was like, "Well, you got some three hours open. What do you What do you like? What do you like to do?" I was like, "I guess I like history." Oh She's like, "Oh, this is a good professor. I think it was Vanderberg. He has a good class. Why don't you you do that?" And I'm like, "Cool, cool. cool let's do it." And the first day I walk in and I would always do the thing where I look and see if there are any other baseball players and I walk in and it's three seniors and I'm like, what, why the fuck am I here? Yeah. And it was the only class in college I ever failed. So thanks lady. Thanks lady. <laughs> thanks lady. I probably should have failed accounting, but there was a curve. <laughs> yeah. Was- I, I would have, fa- I would have failed accounting too, but that was the, uh, that was the year I had Grayson. And I just was like, Oh, I had a child. My life is so hard. <laughs> I did not have a child. I was just really bad at accounting. I was also bad at accounting. Anyway, I have an MBA now, so <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I'm doing a Girl podcast math. about Patrick Swayze. Girl <laughs> um, yeah. So that back to the medical records, like that's, yeah. It's just so, it's so funny. It's, it's probably the, un- the peak unintentional comedy moment of this movie. It's, uh, that it's just the, the, the entire thing where it's just like how well known he is. Like even in New York city, like the first bar 
there are people there that are like, I always wanted to try you, Dalton. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> like people getting getting torn up at Studio Fifty Four, just like you want to hop over to that bar and try Dalton. <laughs> you want to try Dalton real quick? Um, and so then, and then when he gets to the double deuce, everyone's like, "Ooh, Dalton's here!" Like Dalton, Dalton, like all this stuff. Uh, also, that's um, Luke's sister from Gilmore Girls. That, is the, Jack, the Jacqueline pointed that out to me. <laughs> yes, Carrie. Um, yeah, she has a hilarious role in this movie. Just like kind of like comic relief support where she like shows there's like the re- there's no reason for him her to show up at his place other than to show so us buns when she shows up at his place Jacqueline was still downstairs she did not finish this movie with me what she stood downstairs <laughs> and she goes oh no and I was like no don't worry they have something better <laughs> lined up for Patrick Swayze <laughs> oh, so he I do love that he he is not playing like like a horn dog. You know what I mean? Like he's not hitting on everybody mm-hmm. at the bar. He's not showing interest in everybody at the bar. So in some weird way, it's like sweet, the relationship he has with this doctor who. Yeah. He's also not up. oblivious though. He's no. not, it's not like, yeah, he's not a horn dog, but he's, he's not oblivious. He, he sees like, it's like, wow, that's a hundred percent the best looking woman in 50 square miles. Because again, <laughs> 931 people in this town, I'm going to make my mark here. Yes, and so he invites her to, like, the world's worst bar, which is hilarious. Um, And she shows up dressed like a picnic table, like that red and white checkered something. And her hair choices in this movie, in the, when she's dressed like, when she's in her doctor outfit, um, first of all, there were also no men at the hospital outside of patients. So shout out to 1989 and the Jasper Hospital for being so forward thinking. All the nurses and doctors were women. There's also just no way the city of Jasper could support a hospital. Well, and this is where we discuss what constitutes outside of Kansas City, because Jasper is an hour and 55 minutes outside of Kansas City. And by that logic, Charlottesville is outside of dc like that is such a generous like the way he describes it is it's like a 15 minute drive outside the city you know like it's at one of the highway exits (laughs) so the presumably the hospital let's say it's an hour away from jasper yeah i think i think that is perfectly fair to say drives an hour invites this woman out to the double deuce patrick swayze is so good looking that he got this woman to drive an hour to the yeah. worst bar in America to yeah. see him. Yeah. And then um, I can't believe she doesn't give him a ride home when he gets back to his car and there's a stop sign through it and a flat tire. She's like, well, see ya. <laughs> see you later, buddy. How far away is, is his like barn house? She can't give him like a quick ride on her hour drive back to whatever small town <laughs> she lives in. Um, but it's just like her outfits were hilarious. The the white lace thing that she wears when they hook up the first time, horrible. Yeah. And she does this, and she's very pretty. Like she's very pretty. Very. It's it's, a it's hot just couple. the eighties were working against her. And one of the Sam Elliott comes down, and they go out and party all night, and he dances with her. Sam Elliott is so handsome in this movie. The like young Sam Elliott with the like longish hair and the stubble the, the younger sam elliott younger sam elliott he's probably yeah, sam elliott like, was born born old oh god do i think he was 
like 52 in this movie is my guess mm, that might really? be a little much because isn't like he st- he's still kicking isn't he he is he is still kicking and he just did the yellowstone prequel thing yeah yeah i think you're gonna be maybe i think you're gonna be happy with what you see if you google sam elliott young <laughs> this is like the robert redford young one <laughs> he's the handsome handsome fellow yeah or yeah young no, clint eastwood looking just like a son scott eastwood yeah yeah go ahead and google yourself that tag mike mike <laughs> young yeah look at these ones with them leaning some of these don't even look like him. These all look like different people. <laughs> Man of many faces. Yeah. Wait, so how old is he? Was he in the movie? Why oh, he was in Gunsmoke? That's a good question. When was he born? Um, But he dances with her. And then she's like, oh, excuse me for a second. And if I remember correctly, she's wearing like a long flowy skirt and he leans out of the out of the booth and is like a woman that smart can't, shouldn't have with brains like that shouldn't have an ass like that or something like that. I'm like, how do you know she's in this like prairie skirt? <laughs> there's, there's no way you can see her ass. I think oh, he was man. 55 in this movie. That makes okay. That makes sense. I said 52. Uh, that adds up. Yeah. Adds up. Adds up. Girl um. Okay, this movie, let's talk about the sex scenes in this movie. <laughs> this is aggressive. I wrote aggressive yeah. in all caps in my notes. The What do we say? There's like two and a half? Yeah. There's, well, there's the one between, so th- there's really two, like, instances. There's, the first one we see is the the bartender having sex with, was that an underage girl in the bar? Or was that something? Oh, I the didn't catch who that. Is that what, yeah, I know it's well, the... cause he, he invites her and he's like, Oh, come on. Like they're with me or something like that. And usually when a bouncer has to say they're with me, I don't know, but like oh. that one, he is. Yeah, that's, it is aggressive. It's graphic. And then, uh, yeah. Swayze and Kelly Lynch is like, you keep thinking, man, when's this camera going to cut away? And it does <laughs> it, not. It does not. You has we, to be we know everything that's going on. The most uncomfortable. So he has and she's she's tall. And if you haven't heard, like he we thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> but he's like what, five eight, five nine? He's like five Probably. nine. Somewhere there. Probably. Um But like the decision to like have her up against this like exposed brick wall. <laughs> It's just it was five ten. Five ten. Okay. Five ten. I can't she might just be like five eight and she looks real tall mm-hmm. type thing. And the angles went because he definitely picks her up. They yes. show us. He sure, that. sure do, he sure does. He sure does. Um It's is it's it's funny though, because I think in that there's barely any boob in that. But there's no. so much in the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, there's there's no there's no actual boob in their first sex scene, but yeah. then it cuts to her and she's in bed. Yeah. And there's the for no reason shot of her yeah. getting out of bed. It's, the, it's, it's the 80s the shot. 80s. Yeah. And then they have, and then they go out and they have sex on like the overhang above the yeah, porch. That was the half. And 
for yeah, and, and yeah. Brad Wesley is just out there, just horny Fuming. jealous, <laughs> so <Fuming>. mad, <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Which he can somehow see perfectly from all the way across at his property. Oh my god, it's uh, yeah, it's it's aggressive is the right word for both. Yeah, extremely, and the the last thing I have is just what worked in it but a lot of people ready to commit murder in this oh movie. yeah everyone yeah. who brings out a knife is ready to commit at least manslaughter and that seems unlikely well i think that's just a side effect of like no cops you're in the double you're in the double deuce man this place is no like if you walk into the double deuce like you could get stabbed at any time like it's just it's uh yeah you're either gonna get stabbed or like the cartoonishly evil town villain is going to bring his girlfriend in for a striptease yeah before like it's just it's the wildest movie no notes perfect no notes yeah it's it's a great but when especially when brad wesley's guys come to try to get the bartender his job back the <laughs> so one good. guy who the one guy who pulls the knife on him and starts trying to slash and stab the him. biggest knife like, yeah like that is you're like a trying to knife. Ki- you're trying to kill him in front of witnesses yes. multiple witnesses and then you get your ass kicked by the guy without the knife i mean you did get one cut in on him but all that led to was a sexy relationship for him. Like, <laughs> it worked good, out perfectly. Good job. Probably best case scenario getting stabbed ever. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to throw that guy head first out of the like dramatic. So much. I wonder what the glass budget was for this movie. Oh, because the like, limit does not exist. <laughs> the number of glasses that were just broken in various bar fights. Um, and then you have people thrown through windows and then you have the uh, monster truck driving through the car dealership. Also hilarious car to choose to do a stakeout type situation where they're like followed him at one point. There's no other cars in the parking lot except your giant blue monster truck. Like he the, sees the you. smallest dick energy. <laughs> he, Just... he sees you. <laughs> <laughs> that guy jumps out of the car when he gets Ben Gazir is out. He's just like, ee! like there's no <laughs> way to be cool when you're jumping out of your car that high, like your truck. <laughs> like you have to go. Wee! Speaking of glass breaking, let's do best scene. Yes. Starting with when he arrives at the double deuce. Excellent. That guy at the end of the bar is fucking Dalton, man. Kill the guy once. Ripped his throat right out. Bullshit. What's your name, buddy? Coffee Black. Yeah, all right, thank you, Joe. <laughs> Ever seen a better pair of attitudes? Hey, <laughs> you what? For 20 bucks, you can kiss him. Are you kidding? Get a kiss. Here and now. What I wrote down was what a fucking disaster of a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only point, way to describe it. Do you think he wished he asked for a thousand a night? <laughs> <laughs> like the place is just awful. It's similar I've to- I've underbid myself. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see um, No Holds Barred? No, what the was that? Hulk Hogan one? Oh, we have to do that. It's so bad. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. It's, 
the entire premise is basically like network television channels battling to get Hulk Hogan's character on on their like wrestling show. This is like literally the premise, but the funniest part is his character's name is like he doesn't play himself. He's not Hulk Hogan. He plays this guy called Rip. <laughs> and it, it feels throughout like he can't remember that his name is Rip and not Hulk. <laughs> oh, I think it was. So I was I saw it because I listened to the How Did This Get Made episode for it. And at one point, um, who was the guest? It was the guy from Reno Nine One One, Lennon. Um, oh, Thomas, Thomas Lennon. Lennon. Uh, highly recommend this episode's great because there's a point where he's like. It's like they have a thing where they're just like, hey, Rip. And he's like, oh, that's me. I'm Rip. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a scene in a bar that is similar to when he walks into the double deuce that I always, when I think of that scene, I think of um, No Holds Barred. Uh, just because it's just like they decided, they're like, what is the most ridiculous stuff that we can have? And it's like a sweaty shirtless guy dancing. There's the guy that throws the like bottle at the band because they're going to take a bathroom break there's <laughs> drug deals going on there's like money being stolen by the like and that's what i actually think the scene is so cool just for the setup purpose because it shows you all at once like dalton is actually really good at his job like he's yeah. clocking all these things he's not coming in to try and make Honestly, he's given like John Taffer vibes on Bar Rescue, where he's watching, clocking everything, and then the next day he's like, "You're fired! You're fired! You're fired! You were stealing out of the till. You were dealing drugs in the back." Like, um, but it, it's just such a. It also shows you who the bound the current bouncers are, and I, it's such a cheesy thing to say, but I love the growth of those two bouncers. The love, love, love the squad just growing up. Yeah, These guys because, can handle it themselves now. I know. And at the beginning, when like the two guys are fighting in the pool room part of the bar, and the one guy's like, "Hey, like you know," and the one bouncer's like sitting at a table. To, and I think it's the guy that gets fired, but mm-hmm. um, he's like, "It's fine. They're brothers." <laughs> Like that just it sets the baseline for like where the double deuce is and this yeah, just like is so this perfect. is the worst place in the world. Yeah. Everything about it is horrible. The saddest person in the world is the dude who when he is offered he is told that if he pays twenty dollars he can kiss that woman's boobs. It's like, are you kidding? Like he thinks it's the greatest deal of all time. <laughs> I don't have twenty dollars. <laughs> How is this place profitable? I have because no idea because who it are ends all these the people? Night. Who are all these people? The furniture is destroyed. Every night. There's glass everywhere. I just, I don't understand. And no one can pay their tab. No, there's no way. And I mean, like, the it would take them every hour that they're closed to clean up the place. Like, It'd be a, it's a disaster. It's there's, just a mess. No and the, uh, the other part is, like, it shows you, too, how little how much the patrons are allowed to get away with stuff because like the guys like groping the waitress like it's just all sorts of it's a mess like things are falling apart like it's just the place is awful and it's it's one of my i think it it might be the best scene it's 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 really good it's a lot of fun i i do like when dalton lays down the rules which we talked about when it's like right after this basically he fires the guys yeah he you know the you know, take it outside. Be nice. That speech. It's like, yeah. oh, this guy's this guy's cool as shit. Um, and then I do like anything with him and Sam Elliott. I think it's good. I do. I do like that. I do like them shooting the shit together. 
and then there's all the different fights. Yes. Um, there, there's the one when Sam Elliott shows up and Wade shows up for the first time. That's the first time we see Dalton losing. And then of course here comes his long lost buddy coming in to, to kick some ass as well, which is a lot of fun. The fight when the doctor shows up too. everyone shows up when he's fighting and he like, beats the hell out of these four guys and he's like oh you came and he still looks super hot again this is where she should be like oh i'm gonna go i'm gonna drive my hour back this isn't this isn't for me this life isn't for me um the the fight between dalton and reno uh are is um you know the the throat rip Oh, that guy. Murder. I didn't know he had a name. Yeah his name is his name is jimmy reno of course of course, that is <laughs> Jimmy excellent. Reno with his Canadian tuxedo getting his throat ripped out, and then uh, the end where Dalton <laughs> turns into, into Hawkeye from Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's it's Just... that is the Western ending though. That is him coming in six shooters blazing, <laughs> cl- killing like, all the villains. I didn't see anything. Did you? I didn't see. Sh- I didn't see shit. <laughs> a polar bear fell on me. Best ending line to a movie like ever, because uh, the only other thing that's said after that is just singing. <laughs> yeah. Also, Brad Wesley is like Tony Montana. He takes three or four gunshots and is still going. My, he might have been built different. <laughs> built different. He's <laughs> really. They should spend. They spend so many ways showing you how horrible of a person he is. Whether it's the like driving in the middle of the lane, the stealing of the money from people, like having them drive through beats his girlfriend like just the absolute worst dude but he's bringing in jc penny y'all so bring in bring in pennies uh what is the best scene in this movie for you it feels bad to say that it is when he comes into the double deuce the first time because then you would think like oh then it all goes downhill from there but it's still kick ass like the entire time um but i think that's probably like I, i like that one or when they show his buns that's also also, also good. Uh, I'm going with the double deuce. I, I would yeah. say if we can combine them up, the double deuce, and then when he lays down the law with yeah. with the new, yeah, the new yeah. staff. Um, best quote. I have one obvious one. What What is yours? So the best one, I think, is pain don't hurt. <laughs> or nobody ever wins a fight. <laughs> That's the like philosophical one. Like nobody ever wins a fight. The most ridiculous one comes is well. <laughs> um, I love the eyeballs. That oh, it's the kind of place they sweep up the too. eyeballs after closing. Um, but when Red says, "Does a hobby horse have a wooden dick?" That is that is the best quote of this movie. That, that is that is what I had written down. <laughs> I just wrote Jesus Red. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> Does a hobby horse have a wooden <laughs> What? That's ridiculous. It's just so absurd. It's so good, though. Oh, it's so man. good. Uh, most athletic moment. I have already said mine. I the think ripping rip out a person. Very, yeah. I, I, I see. I mean, all the fighting, just kicking someone's ass, but the way he kicks everybody's ass in this movie, he's rarely... He's rarely had, especially when he's he's like fighting someone one on one, kicking somebody's ass and not getting a scratch on you is is pretty impressive. Yeah, he does some really good leg work in this. Speaking of groins, um, strong sentence. legs. Yeah, swears. strong legs. He has a flying kick in the in the fight where he rips the guy's throat out. That's a pretty good one. Um, and the guy that had the boot knife 
Oh, yes. Who tries to kick him. He gets that bad boy up real high and I think breaks his ankle. Pretty sure he breaks his ankle. Yeah. That, that guy's a contender for worst time. Yeah, and that's a tough look for that guy. Worst worst survivable injury in yeah. in this one. Yeah. Um, Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for the best supporting character. Who is in it too much? Is it Jess Swayze in it too much? Everyone I, else shares the ball. Yeah, because I, I think Swayze's in it too much, and I think potentially the doctor's in it too much. Late. Yeah, we, we could... We could but say Sam, that she's not eligible. We could say Brad Wesley isn't eligible yeah. either. Neither one was going to win it, though, because it's Sam Elliott. It's Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott. Although, again, so Red, the store owner, great. his name in the movie his... is Red Webster. He is played by Red West. Love it. Yes. He see, he's not confused between Rip or No, he, he knows. <laughs> um, he's excellent. He has high efficiency. Like He doesn't have a lot of screen time, but he crushes it. Um, I do like the waitress she has again high efficiency she does pretty well she's like a nice like lighter play than the rest of the guys and i thought the um the band lead he was pretty good too jeff jeff healy is cody jeff healy. yeah he was good I liked yeah, him. but it's but it's, it's sam, sam elliott <laughs> yeah every scene he's the only one i don't want to say it can't take some shine off patrick swayze but he's the only one who gets in that similar class of, of yeah. charisma. Also yes. the first time we meet him, it's over the phone and he's, he's bouncing at a strip club. Yeah. For like a G string contest. <laughs> I mean, so we'll get into, I, we can get into it now of what the long term, <laughs> what is the long term of, of that lifestyle? Because while Swayze is really handsome and he has it all together and he's got this philosophy degree from NYU and he's making this good money, Sam Elliott is kind of. I bet he's getting rough. paid great. I'm mean, sure he is, great. but he's a little he's a little rough, rough for wear. And you can only you can Sam only Elliott. kick ass for a living for so long. Yeah. Well, and they they set it up at the end like. He's sticking around. He's going to live his life with the doctor swimming naked in the, the pond where there's lots of people that could see them. Um, I have to wonder if the bar owner like has to cut back on those fees once he's fixed it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, Hey man, we're going to have to put you on salary. We're going to, yeah, we're going to have to renegotiate this. We can't do five hundo a night, man. We, we can, we can't. We can't do that. We can we we can get you like a hundred k a year. Like we can't do. Get you some benefits. Yeah, get some real benefits. Maybe four four hundred one k. Matching four hundred one k match. Real good. De- maybe some good vision. What with the eyeballs every yeah. time. You know, <laughs> no. like just. <laughs> it's honestly, it's it's probably him coming to the double deuce has made it worse for the town's local eye doctor. He's taken away a Absolutely. ton of his business. Yeah. Um, H- huge problems. Huge problem. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I, realistically he would, it's the, the life of a vagabond. Like he's just mm-hmm. going around to different bars that need him. Um, he could head down to Floribama. <laughs> it's probably the closest bar up into that's similar to double deuce not quite that bad of course you gotta think too it's funny we meet him in new york city yeah but it seems like he is likely more needed in these shithole counties 
much so more it's, like it's the not rural like, outside bars. Yeah. yeah, you're not you're not hanging out with the coastal elites much in this. Yeah, the the bar that he was working at, like I'd have to go back and like watch that scene because it was hilarious to me that like this New York seemingly pretty fancy bar based on the way that people were dressed and walking in also had like a huge parking lot that like limos could pull into and like drop people off <laughs> like okay cool yep new, is new it, york famous for their parking lots yeah is it just outside new york and it's actually like in new jersey somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> it's it was the, the hottest lounge in hoboken <laughs> it's like it's in philly it's two hours away <laughs> it's just outside new york i don't know what the problem is um yeah um okay this is a tough category defend the villain Oof. Make it making the case for for Brad West. For Brad, he is, look, he he is the worst villain. He's the worst villain <laughs> since we've started doing this category. Yes, he sucks. Um, but his argument is he built this town. People owe owe him some damn respect. <laughs> he's he's made it what it is. He brought a pennies in there. Pennies is coming. He's got to be. It's so we didn't talk about they. We talked about it a little bit. They destroy the car dealership. Him and his shitbag cronies have to be the only one buying from that car dealership because no one else has everyone else is buying from that guy who sold Patrick Swayze the Junker yeah I don't know like the logistics of this town make very little sense like from a business standpoint because again we only see like Red's is like a car like an auto shop I think was it like a market store I think it was a little convenience store a little convenience store a little bit of everything Um, you have the used car lot you have the Ford dealership you have a you dealership have a in a town of 931 yeah. people. A you have dealership. the double deuce, and you have a farmhouse and a mansion. That's like all that we see, and soon to be a pennies. Um, so it's very confusing, the logistics. I mean, again, just having the sheer volume of traffic through the double deuce to make it profitable in any way whatsoever, because I don't think that they, like, or we didn't see it, like, do they employ a cooking staff? Do they feed people there? Where any do the people in this town from, eat? Any food from the Double Deuce should not be trusted. Would give someone food poisoning. I think so if you're defending Deuce Brad Wesley <laughs> from his perspective, because I think he was also propping up the Double Deuce. I think that was his operation. Well, he was dealing the was, the alcohol, the right? Alcohol, so he's also like a had booze. his yeah had his wife's idiot son or his his sister's idiot son working there. So yeah. New guy in town upending his way of life seems to be a common, yeah, common villain trope. But um, pretty pretty hard to to see his way with with anything. Yeah, no, he sucks. Not good. No. Okay, the Peter Gallagher Award the easiest for the easiest hottest ever. person in this movie. <laughs> easiest ever. This is Patrick Swayze far and away. Look, I, and I've joked about the buns a couple times. There are generally, I think it's an interesting. Uh, I'm not like, ooh, buns. The exceptions are this movie and I think it is um, Bloodsport. You get some JCVD buns. Yes. yes no do. notes buns. Perfect you get buns. The, uh, is that when he is um, doing the splits on the skyscraper? And- <laughs> no, he's clothed for that. <laughs> But he it's after he spends the night with the journalist and he pulls up his like maroon whitey tidies. 
and you get the same it's a similar bun shot and it's it's director knows what they're doing um yeah. well but, uh, he we was talked- a kickboxer and swayze was a dancer so yes. swayze's legs in general very yes. sculpted uh i mean we've talked about him he's just the hair is perfect the vibe's perfect the face is gorgeous the eye He's wonderful. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's one of the most handsome people that we've had since this category has been in creation. And I'll say that, man, we need, we need someone to go back and all the Peter Gallagher winners. And then we can take <laughs> the Peter Gallagher winner. <laughs> and like send them a, an award. <laughs> send we need to send them a of, picture of Peter Gallagher. We need to do another end of year thing, but like awards for the categories, <laughs> like which, which person out of the movies that we covered had the worst time out of all the movies from 2023. <laughs> <laughs> we that we could actually probably do because we could the just BSSs. look at what we covered oh <laughs> perfect perfect say no more fam um if you're a patient listen to this let's let's figure something out um okay well best time worst time a lot of bad times a lot of bad times is it weird red, to say it's red the store he gets robbed every fucking week he says <laughs> dude red is a horrible week. time his place gets his place fire gets blown up. <laughs> he gets robbed all the time um so yeah any business owner in this town is probably having a pretty bad time red um, wins the the gotham award for dude you should just move <laughs> Dude, you gotta get out. You gotta get out, man. You, <laughs> you got, gotta get out. You got fucking. You got the. You got the clown taking over, and then you got Bane. You gotta leave. Yeah, you gotta get out. Um, he has a bad time. The guy who gets his ankle broken has a real bad time. He gets terrible. The time. guy who pulls the hunting knife on him has a real bad time because again, just gets punked like immediately. Like Swayze doesn't even break a sweat. Yeah, anyone um, who tries to cross Dalton has a bad time. Up until his death, Sam Elliott's having a pretty good time. Pretty good time. He seems like the type who has butt. never had a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dalton has a terrible time, really. He gets his stabbed best multiple dies. times. Best yeah. friend dies. He does probably, he commits probably multiple has murders. Yeah, but he's pretty cool with that. I think like <laughs> he does have sex with probably the hottest person in Missouri. Like Yeah. That's, yeah. He so gets a new girlfriend. New he gets girlfriend. a really a killer rent deal. On a pretty cool in- incredible. Place. Financially, he's in an incredible. He is probably the second wealthy, third wealthiest person in that town. It's Brad yeah. Wesley. It's the guy who hires him. Yeah, and then and then it's Dalton. Um, I keep wanting to call him Rick Dalton. <laughs> Rick Dalton. Um, I think I was gonna say I think the doctor has a pretty good time. I mean, she does. She can sit patrick swayze and she does also then see her boyfriend rip out someone's throat which i think is is pretty bad on the surface okay so caroline put yourself in her shoes okay you're you just got off work at the hospital and you and your fellow female all female hospital doctor friends are going to happy hour yeah and you're like i met this guy how are you selling this person I'm leaving friends because you, you got to think about the question. What does he do? How yeah. did you meet him? Oh yeah. yeah. What, what was your I'm first date? He, like? he is, uh, um, he's helping turn around a bar, like a, an establishment an hour from here. Yeah, you, you had to get, you had to get bar. You had to get bar out of there. <laughs> yeah. He's helping turn around this establishment. He's like helping this guy out because they've had to run it a couple run-ins like, 
How did he you meet him? To, so he came, some psycho attacked him and like cut him with a hunting knife. That's hunting. I can't put a hunting knife in there, but he needed some stitches. He needed some staples. <laughs> um, but he went to NYU, guys. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> he was That's a the philosophy kicker. major. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just kills me. They'd be like, how do you know that? And you're like, it's in his medical record. <laughs> medical record. Thank God for those. Oh, you just violated HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> By saying where you went to school. Anytime anyone tells anyone where they went to school, I'm like, uh, excuse me, that's violating HIPAA. Violating HIPAA. <laughs> yeah, she's like their first holiday together, she's selling him to her parents. Yeah. And he's like, well, Yeah, I've actually I've actually bounced yeah. around the country for for five years cooling bars but the thing is once he comes in he doesn't have no one has to explain anything because again it's the vibes immediately people will be like don't care well you ripped a guy's throat out cool what was that like cool (laughs) tell me about it was that awesome um the the sheriff has a good time because the biggest criminal (laughs) the biggest criminal in his city gets one he apparently has weeks off and then the biggest criminal in the city gets taken out with zero assistance from him or his men Plausible deniability so, for everyone on his. I don't even know why they bother having them come in at the end. Like that's what that's kills the best me. part. What brought him there? I don't know. Because it's not. Where it's not as though that was the first time the there time. have been gunshots, fights, anything like that. Like where and did he come from? The explosions were huge. Like fire shows up to put out Red's garage or whatever. You'd think that there'd be some sort of police presence. And they keep saying throughout, they're like, well, you have insurance, don't you? Here's the conversation I want to have. When the car dealership owner calls Nationwide, whatever, (laughs) calls Geico, and he's like, I need to um, file a claim. Six of my cars have been destroyed. And they're like, what? How? (laughs) What do you, like, you can't just... Say, so there's this guy. There's this guy. <laughs> he has a monster truck, and he drove it through the side of my establishment. He's, and out the he's other kind side. of mean. He just because then gives they people would say, a hard time. Is there a police report? <laughs> like, there's no way that they're getting insurance money for this. Like no ah. way. Well, because Nationwide is then going to do the thing where they might play out the claim, but then they're going to try to. Claim it on someone else's. Yes, they're going to try and get that from Wesley's. Yeah, insurance. imagine, imagine the poor nationwide adjuster who drives down from Kansas City and shows up to Wesley's mansion and tries to get that information. That well, that's one of the other quotes that I think we forgot. That's excellent. Where he's like, "You like my trophy room? All it's missing is your ass." <laughs> Incredible line. Um. So yeah, the insurance adjuster is probably on his wall somewhere that we just didn't hear about. <laughs> Oh man, it's um, just it absolutely kills me. Like, yeah. who's gonna pay that? <laughs> no one. Uh, Caroline, the Keith Morrison Dateline oh, episode. I'm so excited about movie. this. <laughs> Jasper is a small town outside Kansas City, but the problems are huge. Centered around the double deuce, a mysterious man blows into town with an he's not what he seems. Tough exterior, but a philosopher. <laughs> He comes in to make changes, but what follows is destruction, explosions, murder, and more. Tonight on Dateline. 
<laughs> I want to do something. It's like, there's a, coming back from a commercial break, you would be like, <laughs> something along like, Dalton's past haunted him. People didn't know much about this traveling man, but one thing followed him from Memphis. <laughs> he had a propensity for real. <laughs> This is the movie that would actually make an incredible Dateline episode. Oh, incredible. Because this is one of the things this is like, so we have Texas monthly here in Texas, which every just incredible journalism and they have story. They always find stories like this from small town, Texas that are like these murders or these things that you've never heard of in these small, tiny towns. And this reminds me of that, that because this, you think if this if this actually happened, if this was actually going on in in Jasper, no one, and especially in 1989, there's no like no one's no teenager from Jasper is tweeting like, hey, there's a bunch of bad shit that's happening here because of this Brad Wesley guy. <laughs> Reds just blew up. <laughs> this this is this is the kind of this is the time yeah where some a man of fucking capitalist asshole in 1980 who Ronald Reagan has cut his taxes like crazy can own a town and he could get away with all this stuff. It's like they would do the interview with the sheriff or they do the thing where it's like, do you stand by all of your investigative decisions? (laughs) Like we had no idea if any of this was going on. We didn't interview We we got, we we got a town of 900 people that we're trying to service here. I don't know how. I can't worry about one man with one big monster truck. (laughs) They would have so many, so many problems with the. Yeah. Yeah. Pal, this interview, this interview is over. (laughs) Like hand in the camera. Just like, no, 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 (laughs) no. It would be incredible. And this, I don't know why this just made me think of this, but it's, you're right. Like, this is the time where it would thrive. There was something on Twitter I saw the other day that was like, um, how, like, the number, there was like a chart of the number of serial killers in the United States. Like, I, I think I saw that like too. A, Didn't it was like it just a bell a curve. <laughs> and the only reason, <laughs> the only reason that I laughed because someone quoted me was like, there's no way that there were like two in 1903. <laughs> one, no one was tracking that. Two, there was no like DNA. Like, there could have been hundreds. Like, you don't know what <laughs> it was, was the going best on. time to murder people. It was 1903. <laughs> you got away with everything. I mean, tell you what, accurate. there was the oh, man. talk about a Dateline episode, the, the throat ripper. Would be that incredible serial killer named the Throat Ripper. I mean, this that guy is was it Rico? His body would <laughs> float up downstream somewhere. That's probably how the cops ended up showing up. Like it just blows my mind. Like, and he was, like wades into the river with the body and taunts Wesley. I like how I like how it's too sweet. the the doctor goes into the water like to check his vitals. Like yeah. he flips him over. <laughs> it's like he's- Oh, he might be okay. Just... <laughs> Hold on, let me get at him. <laughs> let me see oh, if man. I can stem this bleeding. It's, it's an incredible movie. I love this um, movie so much. Uh, okay, uh, drinking game, post-game beers. You can't do fight, could you? I mean, you could take so, a sip every fight. I drink, think it was like you could drink take from a drink your beer. Every time someone draws blood. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you could like do one of those almost like waterfalls thing where you like continue to drink for your beer as long as they're fighting, but that might be too. Oh, that's actually fun though. <laughs> like, that's that's keep... fun. 
Um, uh, take a shot every time a throat is ripped out from a person. Yes. Um, you could do. There's only a few times someone is shot. There's not a lot of firearm usage in this no. movie. No. No. Uh, take a take a drink every time there's a, a pointless boob shot. <laughs> yes. There's also this is unrelated, but. I just when he throws that spear at the end, I'm in awe. That could be one of the most athletic moments too, because that thing just like flies. It sails yeah. past him. I was just like, damn, that thing got some, some. Someone air did, under it. did track and field in high school. <laughs> Javelin. That thing. There was no chance it was going to hit him. He was in no danger at any time. But that thing no. floated. That thing floated. Um, roster moves. Which character would be Airbud? <laughs> So here's the thing. There's no character that's really safe from something bad. Yeah. Because if he's if he's Patrick if Airbud is Patrick Swayze, Airbud rips someone's throat out. <laughs> well, at least it's more plausible when the dog has teeth, like sharp teeth. Um it would be really funny to see Airbud like driving down the middle of a street. <laughs> <laughs> Again, more realistic. Singing he's a dog, the- he can't he can't drive well. <laughs> Um, Red would be great. Red would be good. Besides the death, him as uh, Sam Elliott would yes, be fun. Would be excellent. Airbud's yes. bouncing at a strip club. Yeah, and then Airbud shows up and like makes a move on your girlfriend. <laughs> I'm telling you, because they also had chemistry. They did. Like they did. They had a moment there on the dance floor. Um, yeah, Sa- I would, uh, Sam Elliott. That Wade Garrett striked me as a guy who was not having much trouble with women. I think, see, whereas Swayze was kind of the respectable, you know. Sam Elliott was the dirty hot. Oh, yeah. Dirty hot. And every single one of those towns he's bouncing to, he's he's finding someone. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't need to rent a room. No. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we set you up somewhere? No. I'll be okay. No, I'm good. Where's the closest bar? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> blonde 11 o'clock i'm yeah, good done <laughs> oh man i'm going home with her you know her no nope <laughs> not yet <laughs> sam elliott your dog um big chill i this in this this in one of those movies unless you gotta unless you get get really emotional Buns. the throat's getting ripped out <laughs> Or that guy showing back. I'm telling you, it's so funny that the guy's like, a polar bear fell on me. Oh, man. So then, before more Restore, prequel, sequel, remake. Remake! Now, we Well, we're getting a remake. Yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah. Starring, starring Jake Gyllenhaal as an ex-UFC <laughs> fighter who is bouncing a bar. That is supposed to come out this year? Is it? Yeah, apparently. I, I don't know now. Um... You know who should have been Dalton? Should have been Greg Glenn Powell. Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, 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 Glenn. He, Glenn, he Glenn, would, Glenn. That's not just us doing a bit. He would no, be he'd he would be, be great. great. That's what we also, patrons, we need you to go back and listen to every role that we've assigned to Glenn Powell. Yeah, we need we do need someone to to just, to just power through to- hours and hours. 
Caroline, I'm, I'm sending something to you in the chat. Because oh, I, I didn't, th- this is news to me. Oh my God. Oh my God. He's the sun. The sun. So there's Roadhouse 2, played by the <gasps> this star. Is not the re- this is not the new one. No, the star is the guy who plays Jimmy in That Thing You Do. Dude, oh my God. Do you see the screenplay? No, no, screenplay Bly. This is this, this is, is me. So Jonathan so the, the the Jonathan Shake, I can never pronounce the name, but he's in that thing you do, which is one of my favorite movies ever. This is amazing. So I guess Bad Guys in Wild Bill? Dalton has been murdered in this one. That's how they Wow. Oh my god, the bad guy is Jake Busey. Will <gasps> Patton is in this. <laughs> Oh my god, I love Will Patton. This is incredible. Wow. The Official the poster DVD looks cover. fake. It does. Okay, that zoom in didn't help. Hold on. Let's let's see. Is Roadhouse 2 streaming anywhere? I'm just I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> Road House two. It's called. Do you, oh my god! It's called Roadhouse Two. Last call. It is available Incredible. on on Voodoo to rent or to buy. So it is out there. Wow, that is. I mean, that is a result of me not doing any research before. I I, I did not think there would be any sort of sequel or anything out there. Neither remake was happening. But wow, there's an airboat in the trailer. Are you watching the trailer? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on silent, on mute, it comes up on IMDb. Oh, there's a lot of things blowing up. This looks incredible. Oh yeah, there he is. Okay, from that's amazing. Man. Well, anyways, we're getting a new. Get a new roadhouse. It's not the roadhouse I would have picked. It's not the the Dalton I would have picked. Glenn Powell would be an incredible Dalton. He would be an amazing. Where's the new? Are they calling it Roadhouse? I believe they are. Um, oh, there so, it is. It doesn't yeah. even have a picture. Yeah, so I I think we're far away. I think that the strike might have because it says 2023 film, but. Jake Gyllenhaal, Connor McGregor. Oh, I love Jessica Williams. Travis Billy, Van Winkle is in it. Oh, Billy hell Mag- yeah! There, there are a lot of people in this who are Billy Magnuson, who's in Game <gasps> Night. Game Night is so good. Yeah, you you tell me when. Uh, Arturo Castro, who was in uh, Narcos Mexico. Lucas Gage. Yes, uh, he was in White Lotus. So yeah. they they have folks. They've got they have, some dudes. They have folks, but I don't know. Looks like we're going to have to wait for it. So I guess that means we just rewatch this one. <laughs> over and over. It's on Netflix, folks. You can. It is. I think it's leaving soon. So, no. uh, yeah. So go watch it when you listen to this. Caroline, as always, thank you so much. Tell the thank folks you. where they can follow you. What's going yeah. on before the water cooler? Uh, you can f- 
You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at CW Darnie, uh, and look for new episodes of For the Water Cooler every Wednesday, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, so Apple, Spotify, all those fun places. Um, Mainly just come, those two, but some, mainly some those two. <laughs> and uh, come check out all of the content. We're getting closer to our big X-Files blowout, so very excited about that. You you are prepping as of day of recording. You've watched fifty <laughs> episodes of X Files, yes. so it's a lot I, of X Files. I remain I impressed. Uh, I love the show. If you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support the show, and if you want to know what is being covered the next few weeks, what's coming out for Heist Month, if you want to be able to listen in on the live watch and participate in the live chat in our Discord, uh, support on Patreon. If you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Fiend Out of the Farm that's presented by Baseball America. It comes at you every other Tuesday. And for Big Screen Sports, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.